What's up, everybody? This is your host, Jacob Hamill, and my co-host, Dakota Major, a.k.a. The Strongest Catfish. We are super excited to start our fifth episode. I cannot believe we are already five episodes in. If you missed last week's episode number four, it was our very first interview, and I think our best podcast yet. It was our best podcast yet. It's the top-rated one on Spotify for us so far. We are super excited about that. Super thankful to have had our first interview. We look forward to many more That said, before we get started, we would love for y'all, if you want to be on the podcast, either comment or shoot us a message, either a text or something on social media and let us know. We love to talk about strength sports, life in general. Heck, even local artists and athletes want to know what you're doing. Just give us a buzz, give us a ring, drop a comment. We'd love to have you on the show. So Dakota, I guess we'll start off talking about the torture that is our hypertrophy block. We have been doing beltless eights on squat. And I'm not talking like two or three sets. Of eight. We're talking four to six sets of eight reps. No belt. Just oh, awful. Brace, to, brace your best. Brace your best and pray for the best. Yeah. Dakota was face down on the gym floor with a back pump so bad he couldn't move. <laughs> I really I really get bad back pumps, man. Like, it's, it's crazy. I guess I just need to toughen up or get stronger, yeah. to be honest with you. All right, so as he laid in the gym floor, uh, what was it, Monday night? Yeah, Monday night. Yeah. As he laid in the gym floor <laughs> with his back locked up, I was yelling, get up, get up. You'll either get strong or get hurt. <laughs> I didn't get hurt, so I must have got stronger. That's the logic behind it. Tonight was pretty solid. We did – so our bench nights are getting pretty wild. We're running eight sets of six. Which is crazy, man. That, that's really insane. And the weight's staying at or above 300 as well. So that's that's pretty good for eight sets of six. Um, and we're, doing, we're, we're starting to implement more strongman training in as well, which has been kind of weird. I've never – some of these strongman events, like the axle clean and press, I've never really trained. The axle deadlift, the um, – Wagon wheel deadlift. And then, so learning how to do it at very high reps while still keeping a high weight has been challenging. You're, you're not a very big cling and press kind of guy. Like, you don't really train cling and press. You train a lot of overhead press, but the cling is where, and you don't use a lot of leg drive. He, he strict press just about everything he puts over his head. So that's how you know he's a real man. <laughs> Me, leg drive don't count. Uh, leg drive counts to some sort. I always try to throw in a little leg drive, but he's always behind me. He says, if you if you move them legs, <laughs> you got to go for another rep. My goal, so in competition here in April, Dakota is going to have to press 275 for reps. And me, if I can get to the 231 weight class, which you're trending in the right direction, if I can get down to that weight class, I won't have to do but 235 for reps. I, I don't plan as an intimidation factor, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. I plan on doing <clears> – <throat> All my reps strict. And no I, belt, no wrist wraps, just strict press. And I can definitely see that. I mean, you could probably do the weight they're doing on that. You could probably do it right now. Oh, I could. I, I did a few reps at 205. So in competition for reference, in my weight class, the heavy bar is 235, the light bar is 205. And I, without warming up, I just walked in and did 205 for a few reps from the floor. I had 10 or 15 in me at that. So I think. 235, when it rolls around, it'll be there for what it needs to be. I, I believe it will be. I mean, now, I got to tell you all guys, 
We've been testing out those uh, wagon wheels a good bit here lately. We've been we've been wearing the paint off of them, I think. Yeah, I mean they're they're a little noisy, but man, we we put a whooping on them. And to top that off, I did just get some other stuff. I got some new clamps for the gym. You know, so I'm I'm enjoying those clamps. There. So when we're talking about clamps, we're talking about clips. Instead of so on axle bars, you can't use a traditional size clip because while the bar is massive, the actual bushings on the end are just tiny, and your regular clips will fall right off. Which when you're doing overhead press, you can't have these clamp style um, clips that he bought. They're kind of they they slap on. If y'all remember the slap on uh, wristbands that girls used to have, if you remember that, you are old. You are old if you remember that, but. Well, I don't know. When I was at State, we had slap-on koozies as well, so you may remember that. But it functions much the same. You slap it on the bar, it wraps around, and you tighten it up. It don't do good on regular bars, but on the axle, it, it, it don't budge. I've been very impressed. Um, we've it, had it, some good weight on there, and it hadn't moved. It's been doing all right with our deadlifts. I mean, it stays on there. We're breaking them in. The real problem I've been having is getting chalk on the inside where they got a rubber coating, and that seems to make it slip a little bit more. But besides, I mean, it's better than the clips we have at the gym right now. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you that. The old plastic ones that wear out. Oh, those are awful. It's You, you do. Well, I, you know, I think these are having the same issue that those plastic ones did. Is when you get much over 500. Yeah. When you get past rep number three or four, when you're setting it down on deadlift, it just wants to start inching out. It inching does. Out. And, it, and it might have something to do a little bit with them bars, too. I mean, they're really old, bent-up bars that we're using, so. You know, I imagine they're a little worn out, and it's causing a little bit. There's no telling. We, you can't have nothing perfect in a gym. Not when people are just beating the fire out of it like they do at ours. Yeah, I mean, we we got some pretty heavy hitters that work at our gym, and we, we really put that equipment through the, put through through the, the ringer. ringer. Yeah. yeah. So, Sunday. We are in dreaded preparation for Sunday. Sunday is a eight rep max on squats so we'll do two eight rep max throughout our hypertrophy block our first hypertrophy phase will end week after this upcoming week so in two weeks we'll finish our first hypertrophy block then we'll have five more weeks wherein we'll probably add realistically 20 pounds to whatever we did this block and i'm dreading an eight rep max i, I have to i have trouble counting that high let alone rip, lifting that many times hey, i have trouble counting the three <laughs> Especially when I got weight on my back, it's, I am not looking forward to it. So I, I don't anticipate an impressive performance. Now, are we doing beltless, or we're going to do belt for our max eight? I, you know, I'm really tempted to do a, a beltless eight rep max, but I feel like the possibility of injuries just very present. Shoot if we do the, that, shoot through the roof, basically. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I might go with the belt, and I'm not. I'm not looking for anything crazy on that. I think, as you know, we know what our we know where our squats are right now, and I don't think that an eight rep max is in any way indicative of your actual actual one rep max. I think that a three rep max is more telling than eight reps. We don't we don't train high high reps ever. Well, my thing is when you get into that high of a number, it skews. It's it's too much of a skew for me. I mean, it's good. It helps build muscle and lose weight and get trim, but you know, it's just so skewed that you really. I know people who can probably go over there and. You know, do eight eight reps of their, you know, like only, you know, how, how would I say that? They could do eight reps of like probably 50 or 55% of their max 
And, I mean, that's not that impressive to me. I I don't know. How how do you feel about that? You know, you and I have had this conversation, and I I get where you're going with it. For our listeners, he and I had the conversation that we – we know 600-plus pound squatters that can't hit 405 for eight on squat. If you don't train high reps, you you really – it's not telling of your strength as much as it is your endurance. And I'm mm-hmm. afraid that's what's happening to us. We're hitting these sets, and we're gasping for air at the end, and our legs aren't tired. Like a fat kid running around a candy store is like I have to explain it. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of feels like a fat kid. I, I was a fat kid. I know how it feels. It's like a fat kid that first week of football camp. Or, or, or a fat kid at church camp. I mean. Either way, being a fat kid. It, yeah. It involves being a fat kid. Every time. I, it, it, we, as former fat kids, we can we can confidently say what that feels like. There ain't no former dude. I'm still a fat kid. <laughs> oh. Oh, gosh. I'm going to claim myself as a moderately overweight kid. Uh, well, you're not that bad. You're hitting about 240 right now, 245, 248, something like that. Well, I, 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 been, I was 244 today, so we're trending in the right direction. But see, I'm 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 about right now. I'm three. I might be like down to I just ate, so I'm definitely about 300 pounds right now. I have jumped a lot of weight since my last uh, competition. Even even the powerlift meet, I was down to about 290 or the two or the high 280s. But now I'm at 300, which, I mean, it's understandable. It's the holidays. And, I mean, how are you not going to eat during Thanksgiving? Getting chunky. Yeah, I mean, and turkey's got a bunch of protein in it, man. I don't think that. I don't think it's the turkey that's hurting you. No, probably all that ham I ate. I'll be honest with you. If you like, if you, if you like turkey over ham, you're mentally insane. The ham's always the best part. You're a communist if you prefer turkey over ham. Yes, you are a communist. Every time. But – well, we actually we did we didn't do a ham this Thanksgiving. We did turkey and ribs. Turkey, oh, that does sound good. Now I do like a fried turkey. Don't get me wrong. But I would take a I'd take a smoked pork rib over a fried turkey any day. Yeah, I wouldn't heartbeat. I don't know too many people who wouldn't. If you, I take fried chicken though over fried turkey too. Yeah, yeah, it depends who fries the chicken. Now, I mean, a fast food fried chicken. Yeah. Now, if Kathleen puts a scald on that bird. I'd. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. That little gal can cook. Um, you know, I was thinking before this episode, we had we had, we had talked about some of the things from our Natchez trip, and there was one thing that we did not talk about, and that was the food. I didn't feel like we talked enough about the food. We definitely didn't. And that's something I want to bring up now. Dakota and I have said about a personal I don't know. I wouldn't call it a quest, but a personal challenge to try as many different restaurants, different drinks, and different menu items as humanly possible while still trying to maintain some semblance of a diet. Yeah. As you can tell, it's not going very well for Dakota. No, not at all. I got to start meal prepping or doing something. I mean, it's just it's getting ridiculous. My 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 main thing when it comes to mine is my my meal my portions for my meals. During breakfast and lunch, I mean, it's it's good there. I mean, I don't eat much there. When it comes to dinner, though, mama's got something cooked over the house, and I walk over there, I'm bringing a whole Tupperware over there, and I'm probably going to eat the whole Tupperware. I usually eat the whole Tupperware every time, meat and noodle. If you want to get fat, for all you skinny kids out there who saying they can't gain no fat or can't get no weight on them, you eat meat and noodles every day <laughs> of the week. You will gain all kind of weight. 
eat bread. You know what? Drink chocolate milk. Drink chocolate milk. All these kids out here who says he can't gain no weight, she can't gain no weight or nothing, you're not eating enough bread. There's no – I mean, there's medical conditions and stuff that can cause that, but I, I just think you're not trying hard enough. You're not eating hard <laughs> enough. Eat harder. The harder you eat, the more gains you get. Eat harder, not smarter. Yeah, eat harder, not smarter. That Hey, right there, put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> I would wear that shirt. I would too. For, for our listeners who are kind enough to have died – Dietary advice for Dakota, who, who says he's struggling due to the due to the meat and noodles diet. It, it's got to taste good, though. It was, oh, yeah, it has to taste good. But if you have any diet recommendations for Dakota, please drop a comment and let us know. Let me give these kids one more advice. If you get tired of meat and noodles, eat steakums. You get Hawaiian rolls. You put that steak and meat up in there. It looks, you know, it looks kind of funky, but it's good. It's just like Philly cheese. It's basically a Philly cheese on Hawaiian rolls. You will gain a you eat a you eat a pan of that at dinner time, guaranteed. That's, that's five pounds right there. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, might, I don't you, encourage you to live that lifestyle. You might have some intestinal problems. I go ahead and tell you that. No, but, we're not going down that road, Dakota. But you gain weight, man. I'm promising you this. Mama's cooking will make you fat. I can promise you that. I, I I can agree with you there. So anybody that may have advice to Dakota on how to break away from steakums and meat, meat noodles, noodles and chocolate milk, please well, drop a comment. It's whole milk for me. I love whole milk. Like chocolate milk just don't do it for me. That whole milk though, dude, it's like sucking it out of the cow's tit for me. <laughs> Changing subjects. Yeah, we got to change subjects. Changing subjects, man. Still can't believe you prefer whole milk over chocolate Love milk. Love whole milk, dude. Now, now look, now what the secret is, take you a glass of whole milk, take you a glass of chocolate milk, drink about half of each. Because, I mean, you do you do want to get, you know, you want to get a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Then mix the rest of it together. Mm-hmm. I do. I'll even, I'll even take a glass of chocolate milk, put a little heavy whipping cream in there. Now, that, that'll make you fat. That, 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 does seem like, that does seem like it would be good. It's just... I've never seen I've never seen brown milk coming out of a cow's tit, and I've milked cows before. I'm a country boy. I've, I've done this. I've never seen brown milk unless it had mud in it or something like that and dirty. But that doesn't come natural out, man. That's not Look, natural. Whole milk is natural. Look, after, after this podcast, I will go in the kitchen get me a get you some Nesquik and some whole milk, <laughs> yeah. and I'll show you how the cows make them. It's, it's, how do they make that? Show me how they make it. Yeah, <laughs> and you'll um, want it from then on out. I do want to. Any of our viewers out there who know anything about podcasting and stuff, uh, I just got a new computer, so we're recording this on a new computer right now. Uh, I want some recommendations on microphones because I really think we need some. I think our sound quality isn't the best in the world. What do you think? Yeah, you know, Josh and I, a.k.a. the shit king for our regular listeners, he actually, he's been looking at doing a podcast on Mississippi lore and southeastern uh, United States folklore and Native American religion, which he's a, he's a funky dude now. He, he's got some knowledge of all of that. But in preparation for that, he's bought uh, some some cool equipment. He's got he set up a little studio in his house, kind of back in his home office, and he's been he's been asking me if we want to record an episode there. We may do that, but I agree. We need to do we need to up our game sound quality wise. I know that. You and I are never going to sound very good. No, I won't ever sound good with this list with my speech impediment <laughs> and a little bit of autism. <laughs> the, the tism I, strikes I, back. The, 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 the tism. But, 
I doubt we ever sound great, but we make it sound a little crisper and clearer. Yeah, I mean, I just don't want to. I don't want it to sound like you're at a bar trying to yell out over people. What it sounds like sometimes. Yeah, I mean, if you've been to a bar, you know exactly what I mean. You know exactly what I'm talking about, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah, it was like need a Michelob over here. Yeah, that's exactly. But I mean, I think our sound quality gets from getting better every episode. Maybe we're just learning how to talk louder. Yeah, I'm not learning how to talk. It's just talk loud. I already know how to talk loud, though. Shifting gears. I'm, I'm sitting over here looking at you. Dakota, you are sipping the most beautiful beverage. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking a Bloody Mary. I like, I'm, I, you know, I'm getting, I know I'm getting old because I prefer drinking Bloody Marys at night now. I had my first one not too long ago. Then I had my second one not too, not too long after that. <laughs> and now it's just, it's coming to start to be a regular weekly thing. But who makes a fine Bloody Mary? I tell you what, Jacob can whoop up a mean Bloody Mary. It was really good. The potato, he used some kind of potato vodka, and it, it, it got a kick to it. Man, it's kicking the back of my luvia. <laughs> I don't think that's how it well, is pronounced. If you're a doctor, tell me how that's pronounced. Gosh. I'm imbibing on aqua vitae with the Scottish, Scottish called the um, water of life. Got a little soda water in there, don't you? No, I ain't got no soda well, water in there. Just just scotch tonight. Just I, scotch tonight. You know, we I, I had the realization before we recorded. You always ask me what we're drinking, and I went over there to my little home bar, and I did not have any scotch, and that is an abysmal state to be in. So I rushed over to the liquor store before before you came over, so that way I could make sure that I had a suitable drink. I mean, what's a lawyer without this without a scotch? It's not a very good lawyer. It's, it's not a good look. It's, it's not. I, what kind of host would I be if I couldn't offer yeah, you a kind, glass of something? I mean, really. I mean, I couldn't offer you a thing of scotch. I give I give you a Bud Light or, or, or I, I still got a couple of Long Stars left. If anybody wants to come over and drink one of those, I, think, <laughs> I, I really like them though. But you know, I don't think anybody's gonna take one of those. If you if you want to get Dakota to come over, give him. Let him know you have a bubbly or a LaCroix. He'll drink the whole pack of them. Boy, I love them sparkling water, thing, man. They taste so good. Throw down on it's them. Like, it's like a party in my mouth, and then it goes to my stomach. It's just boom, 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 boom. Now people say they got butterflies in their stomach. It's like a bubble party in my stomach. <laughs> that might be the acid reflux, though. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something going on. Yeah, something medical. But, you know, eh, you That's live, neither you, here nor there. Yeah, you, you die and you learn. Gosh. Well... I think we're kind of reaching the end of our podcast today. Before we go, I do want to mention Daniel, as he as he committed to competing. That's Dakota, now, for those who don't know, that's Dakota's twin brother. Has he, has he signed up yet for the Red Brick Rumble? As far as I know, he's, he is signed up, so he is supposed to compete. Uh, as long as everything lines up, I mean, he's going to go. He's going to compete, and we're going to see how he does. Maybe he'll be able to podium. His, uh, this will be his first official strongman meet by Strongman Corp. He, he, he's done uh, one non-official, the Red Brick Rumble, last year. But this will be his first uh, official one, and uh, maybe he can work his way out of novice his first go-around, which, I mean, it really depends. When you go to some of these competitions, the novice class, it can either be really stacked are really uh, really not stacked. I mean, it really depends. Well, we know the number one slot on the 231 class is going to be me, but, I mean, second and third are wide open, whoever yeah, wants yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if Daniel follows in my footsteps, it's always second or third, never first. We're working on a first, though. I will eventually get a first. It's going to be a little bit harder now that I'm open and I'm going to be in heavyweight, but we're going to work on it. If 
you got any advice on uh, how for me to get stronger, uh, you can keep that to yourself. <laughs> well, guys, we appreciate y'all listening. And as always, stay, stay strong. strong.